Welcome to episode 14 of Trivial Arguments. Peter's back for his second time, but this pod will be a little bit different than his first time around. Instead of doing trivia, we're going to be doing a bracket, so Peter and I can definitely argue. Um, Peter and I don't usually argue a lot, but I feel like there needs to be more arguments in Trivial Arguments. Um, we'll talk about the five-year anniversary of the Cubs World Series win, the Bulls' hot start, and then the next couple of games for them. Uh, spooky season's coming to an end, but the bracket of the day is still Halloween candy. Uh, the seeds were based on the year the candy company was founded. The candy corn is 16 because it's garbage. Spoiler. Uh, without further ado, Peter, how are you? Good, Len. How you doing? I'm good. Is today a, a sad day for you or a happy day for you? Knowing that it's the five-year anniversary, does it make you sad or happy? <laughs> I, I don't know if it's sad or happy. I, I do know that when you go to the Cubs news over the past few days, it's, it's more just like a, I'm, I'm ready to move on. I don't want to hear about the old Cubs anymore. And I don't want to hear about the Cubs and what they're doing in their, in their playoff runs or the yeah. playoff runs that aren't existent anymore. Yeah. But um, I, I'm ready to just move on. So the you Cubs ready to move on from the golden age of, yeah. baseball <laughs> Cubs were great in 2016 it was a great team it was a great run it's over now let's move on to all the all the new things that are going to come that's fair I mean I think there's three if you well if you count Ross there's four players left of that team that's when we're all gone so I mean they I think they had that one good year where everything meshed and then it seemed like everything fell apart <laughs> but I mean yeah, I mean, I'll were, take 16 over, you know, whatever, yeah, but definitely not disappointed in how it, how it worked out. I mean, obviously you want a more run from them. I'll take a world series. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very difficult to win a world series. Um, yeah, but it's over. So Man. let's talk about, I, I mean, not today, but just in general, let's talk about what's coming next for the Cubs. So, yeah, like I said, there's only a couple mainstays from 16, but do you remember where you were? Cause you weren't, in Chicago, you were so, somewhere else. So I do have a confession to make that I didn't tell you. Um, so I was watching this game. I was in San Antonio at the time. Game seven. Living in San Antonio. Game seven. Yeah. Uh, I went out with a couple of my buddies to a wing place. Watched the game until I thought it was over. <laughs> um, I had to work the next morning. I think I had to be at work to work out. Yeah. At like 4.15 in the morning. That's rough. Yeah. And my boss was a, a Cleveland fan. <laughs> so you, you want to do that so, at 3.30? <laughs> yeah. So I think in between, I want to say it was after the sixth or seventh inning, I took off and went straight home and turned the game on at home. Yeah. And I missed... When did they collapse? In the eighth? I think I turned it on as they were collapsing in the eighth. Like, <laughs> like as Rajah Davis was hitting exactly. the home run. And I watched it, and then I watched the rest of the game in bed, pouting, <laughs> because I wasn't at the, at the bar yeah. watching it with all the other Cubs fans that were there. So I mean, my dad put himself to bed. So he saw the Rajah Davis home run, said F this, and then he went in his room and turned the radio on, and the radio was 
two seconds ahead of the TV. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, like, you know, the, the Cubs are back in it and I, he creeps out of the bedroom and I was like, yeah, you asshole, that's because you know what's about to happen. Exactly. I was like, you wouldn't come out of that bedroom if everything was about to go to shit again. Yeah. Being, we were talking about this a little bit, but being, being a fan of a team like I am of the Cubs. It's miserable. The, most the, of the time. Yeah. The enjoyable <laughs> part is the aftermath of everything. Like, yeah. I, I did not have fun during this series. I did not have fun no. during the Dodgers series at a time. It's no. just it's just anxiety at like the highest levels. I can't even think about it. like if they lost that game, like seeing any of that series, why would I ever want to see that? Like they showed the Bartman game a thousand times. And I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. I was like, who are you showing this to? They play on the marquee network. I go, why? Mm-hmm. Who is this for? <laughs> what audience wants to see this crap again? Yeah. So if they would have lost that game, I don't know if I ever would have left my house. Especially after like down three to one, I was ready to like throw all my Cubs stuff in the trash. <laughs> I was so mad. And then they come back just to, if they would have lost it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know how but I would They, they weren't good in um, <laughs> like when they played the Dodgers, like they weren't good for the first like three games and then they turned it on mm-hmm. and then they were down three to one. Um, I was at a Halloween party when they lost game four. Everybody's like, well, Glenn, like, who cares? Like, you made it to the World Series. You guys haven't done that in, you know, 60, no. 70 years or whatever. I was like, that means absolutely that is, nothing. Yeah, that's that's something that can only come from the words of a fan of a team that wins a lot. Yeah. Because any like, well, team that doesn't it. win often, yeah. you, you do not want to hear that. Well, no. they had a good run. It's like, yeah. well, <laughs> it's all guys, or nothing. You guys were close. I was like, close to what? that means nothing Mm -hmm. like when people are like well i mean the cubs then rattled off you know like four out of five like playoff appearances or whatever i go and exactly and was like oh they're like a million time nl central champion i said and then was exactly it's like if you were to tell a Sox fan like this month yeah that the Sox had a successful season because they made it to the playoffs and they were still in the regular season no Sox fan wants to hear that Or you have like the idiots that are like, you know, say the Cubs lost against the Dodgers and it's like, well, then you would have rooted for the Dodgers, right? No. <laughs> Why would I want no. to do that? I wouldn't. Like, I would have well, been... got beat by the best team. I don't care. Yeah. It's the, I got beat part that I can't get over. So exactly. I don't care what happens. I would have been still trying to put it out of my memory like today. No. I would have probably just like sat in my room in the dark and just like rocked back and forth. Like, what if they just took Kershaw out that game? <laughs> I was like, was that the reason we lost? I was like, I'm so glad that we can rewatch yeah. it and be like, oh yeah, like skipped all the good parts because I was like, nobody's rewatching the Raja Davis home run. Like, yeah, but yeah, but then wait, what? Happened? Like, this next part's pretty cool. No, everybody skips over that crap. It's just the the last play, and then they're like, oh, they won. <laughs> this makes me happy again. Exactly. But I mean, like I said, like that was the golden age and probably the best baseball that we've seen it as fans of the Cubs, but possibly ever. Yeah. And then there's people that are like, you know, they could have easily have made another run and they shouldn't have traded Rizzo and Bryant or whatever. And I mean, like when they traded Rizzo, like the smartest thing they did for like the fan base, getting Rizzo or getting rid of Rizzo first, that to me was like, okay, now they're burning the whole thing down. Yeah. I I don't know if that was planned, but I think everybody was okay. Well, no, not okay with everybody had accepted the fact that it was going to be everybody. And in the back of their mind, they were thinking 
we'll just let's not have it be Rizzo. Right. And then when that like happened, saying, when Rizzo was exactly. the first one, I was like, all right, yeah. now like this sucks. And like when I like I was home, I drove home in silence. <laughs> I got home and then like Lizzie came home and she's like, why are you crying? She's like, is something <laughs> happened? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, is something wrong with the house? Like, is something wrong with the dog? And I was like, no. I was like, well, n- now I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> I was like, like, are you hurt? Are you, did someone die? And I'm like, well, now I don't want to tell you why I'm crying. <laughs> and she's like, well, why are you crying? And I was like, well, the Cubs traded Rizzo. And she's like, okay. I think, I, I said, think okay. Was, I go, leave me alone. Was that the day. same day? I think it was the same day that they, they put out that video of Chris Bryant after the game, like taking his last look around Wrigley. Yeah. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah, where he like got the like phone call and then he's like looking up like out of the dugout. And I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. I was like, this is like the worst thing. It was like the Raja Davis home run. And then like Anthony Rizzo's dad outside of Wrigley. Like, I, ho- I hope he has a statue. And I was like, I hope he does too. <laughs> I was like, I'll follow you forever 44. Yeah. Now he's a Yankee and I'm like, I don't care anymore. Like now that the dust is like settled, I'm like, yeah. I hated when it happened, but it made it so much easier to just be like, okay, now we're done. Like there's always those mainstays of the 16 team. They're like, well, maybe they can turn it on again. It's like, no, now we're done. Exactly. Plus, plus the aftermath of all those trades. Um, their best, their best player was their first baseman. So right. the thought is like, I don't know. I love Rizzo. I'll, leave, I'll always love Rizzo, but. Yeah. I don't think I want him back. I really don't. No. Because it just is going to bring back this whole spew of emotions that I, I don't want to deal with yeah. again. Yeah, that we already put away. <laughs> it's like when... Now we like can when, watch him as he gets slowly worse for the rest of his career. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to so, do that. Somewhere else? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, would you like to watch your dog die? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you tell me he's going to the farm and then just never tell me the rest of the story... I'm good with that. Exactly. I was like, I could slowly watch my favorite thing die, or you could just take it away and be like, okay, well, that was fun. And mm-hmm. now he plays for the Yankees. So who cares? Yeah, give him a nice standing ovation every time he comes back to Wrigley. Yeah. But I mean, for me, I'm like, you know, I hated when it happened, but the further it got away from that, I was like, okay, like now we can, now we can move on. Like now we can close the book on that. And like the players that they got in those deals, I was like, oh, like look at this 19-year-old kid. Like, who cares? He'll, he'll never, you know, be in the major leagues for another three, four years. And then you're like, well, actually, I have the time now. Let me mm-hmm. look into half of these guys. And it's like, oh, they might be uh might be fairly decent in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, most of the guys are unproven, but there's just so yeah. many of them. There's so many of them yeah. that if any of them hit, they can have some some pretty yeah. serious talent. I mean, like three or four years. Yeah, once you do like a a deep dive into, you know, half of these guys, it's like, well, they got all this value for whatever team got rentals. Mm -hmm. I was like, Rizzo's a free agent, Bryant's a free agent, Baez is a free agent. And I was like, we stole half of these guys. Exactly. (laughs) You look at that Rizzo trade that um, Kevin Alcantara's coming back. He's like a 6'6 teenager. Mm Mm-hmm. And everyone's yeah. saying how skinny he is. It's like, look at his slugging numbers last year. Yeah. The guy, the guy. That's what he can do skinny. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He bulks up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Yeah. What did they get from, for Brian? Is that Pete Crow? No, that was in the, oh, that, the that Mets was trade. The one. They got yeah. Caleb Killian. 
you know, the starter who I believe just had a six strikeout three inning performance in the um, Arizona Fall League. Yeah. Throws like a, he, 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 I heard him compared to, um, I hear him compared to, I don't know, he throws, he throws a cutter as like his primary pitch. Yeah. Um, kind of unorth- unorthodox, but yeah. But like I said, I mean, now we have time, now that we've put away, you know, the 2016 feelings. Mm -hmm. I think think the comparison was like if he were to hit his peak, it'd be like Lance Lynn, who throws like fastballs and cutters. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. As long as Um, he never plays at Minute Maid Park, he should be fine. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. That was the best part about this entire playoffs is like watching the White Sox lose and knowing like, oh, like, I could have like told you that they shouldn't have pitched Lance Lynn game one in Houston. It's like, how could you possibly know that? I'll go literally all the numbers backed up that even if they made it to five games, it's Lance Lynn back in Houston, Minute Maid Park. I was like, (laughs) who didn't see this coming? I was like, evidently Tony Russo didn't. So he's coming back. Yeah. They signed him because they get to put a banner up in the park now. So coming back and they'll pick up Kimbrell's team option and continue not to have him as a closer. (laughs) Pick up one of the best closers and then use him in the eighth inning and then watch him implode. And they're like, this guy sucks. I was like, well, if you used him for what he is. (laughs) He was having the best year of his career. Yeah. (laughs) And we stole magical. So I'm good with that. And all the White Sox fans are like, you know, Kimbrell's the reason why we lost. I was like, oh, it wasn't losing like nine to two. I was like, did Kimbrell give up eight runs, nine runs, and then you guys scored two runs? <laughs> or I go, was he batting and pitching? Or did you guys just suck and yeah. blamed it on the one guy who was in a terrible role? Because you guys are bozos. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually remember the day the Cubs traded for Kimbrell. I was here. Yeah. probably sitting right around right where I am now. <laughs> and I was talking to Matt, um, diehard Sox fan. Yeah. And I was telling him that the Sox were going to make a huge mistake if they don't use Kimbrough as a closer. Mm-hmm. And he was looking at me like I was speaking blasphemy. And he's like, and, we and have Hendricks. Exactly. And I just think to myself, I'm like, Kimbrell is probably going to be a Hall of Famer by the end of his career. Yeah. What are there like three or four relief pitching Hall of Famers ever? Mm-hmm. And he's in probably the best season of his career yeah. as a closer. Yeah. And because what some emotional connection you have to your current closer, you yeah. think that that's what you should do. It's just such a bizarre thought. Play the best but, lineup. <laughs> exactly. Every game. It's like when you have one of the best closers on the roster and you use them in the seventh or eighth inning. And then he implodes and you're like, you know, this guy sucks. I was like, you should try him in the ninth. I think, I think he was saying they didn't want to, he, he was worried that he could ruin what the Sox had going for them. And I think actually at the time, I think the Sox bullpen was like imploding. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what is. Well, they got Ryan Tempera and I remember he, he, (laughs) we were sitting together and he gave up a run and Matt's like, this guy sucks. And I was like, yeah, I was like, he didn't suck for us. That's why you guys got him. And then he imploded it on your team. I was like, this is great. It's like playing hot potato. And then you know full well, like, oh, I'm about a second away from this thing going off. And it's like, no, you take it. And it's like up in the air. And you're like, 
that's your problem. Exactly. <laughs> this is super exciting. <laughs> but yeah, golden age of the Cubs. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it's over, I guess. I mean, do you, do you, I have a question for you. Do you have a favorite game of the regular season that you can remember that 2016 run? Of 16? Um, are you asking me because you do? No, I was, oh. you told me the topic and on my way over here, I was thinking to myself, and you're talking about the golden era of the Cubs. Yeah. I think there were so many exciting games between 2015 but they to all probably blurred. like 2018. I don't even know which game is from which year. Yeah. I feel like it's possible the Javi Baez walk-off home run with his pink bat on Mother's Day. Yeah. I feel like that was 2016. I think it was. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, well, it's hard because 15 and 16 blurred because 15, they weren't supposed to be there. So the fact that they were making a run, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. They yeah. eliminated the Cardinals. And I was like, I mean, I don't want to say like, I'm done here. Yeah. I was like, this is more than I thought they would. I actually, I do distinctly remember my favorite game of that season. And that was 15. 15. It was, it was a pirate series. Um, And I always looked at that as like the game that the Cubs decided that they were going to be a good team. Yeah. Because they weren't very good in the first half of the season. And I remember it was a heated game. I mean, it seems like all the Pirates games are heated games. <laughs> uh, but it was a heated game. And uh, Rizzo got all emotional, which isn't yeah. common. And um, went after pretty much the entire Pittsburgh dugout. Was that the same year that um, he went after um, – what's his face? Was that Garrett? I, I don't think Garrett was on the team so who the hell was it that he like? I just remember it charged. He, he got he got an argument and he went after the whole dugout. And I remember thinking to myself because you you watch the Cubs in 2015, they weren't winning games, they didn't look bad. No, you could like see the talent was there, and they just yeah. weren't winning games. But yeah, they just and that was like the emergence of Jake Arrieta that year. Yeah, and I remember watching that, and it was like one of those things you could just see all over his face, like Rizzo was done losing. Yeah. It's almost like like we're going to talk about the Bulls in a little bit. Yeah, Zach Levine in the Celtics game had a moment. He drove to the basket, bumps into two or three players. One of the Celtics goes down. The foul's called, and the and the basket goes in, and he gets the call finally, mm-hmm. which seems like he's finally getting some calls go his yeah. way. And it was like almost like he wasn't even happy about it. He seemed ticked off and you could just see he's like, like he's just done losing. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's what it, that's what I was thinking when I'm watching Rizzo yeah. and he's this happy go lucky guy. He's always been fantastic. But he's been fantastic for a terrible team. Yeah. And it was like, that's it. I'm done. We're, yeah. we're not losing anymore. It was like all of a sudden, like mm-hmm. Ernie Banks finally got the team he needed. Uh, and I was like, first of all, if you pissed off Rizzo, I was like, you pissed off the rest of the team. Like, months ago exactly. so the fact that, that Rizzo was like no I, no I think we're done here mm-hmm. and he like charged at him I was like oh yeah and then they had this that is real unbelievable now. that unbelievable second half Arietta went on that run I think he had what like a like a sub two ERA in 15 yeah they I think they ended up winning what they won like 95 games or something by the end of the season it was unbelievable yeah yeah so and I think he had a no hitter in 15 and 16 Arietta yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he had that. And and actually, that was like the, the best part about it was they played the Pirates then in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The, they had somebody tweeted at Arietta like before the wild card game 
and was like, you know, like you guys suck, blah, blah, blah. And Arietta tweeted that they put on like a bunch of t-shirts. Like it doesn't matter like what you say or like how you feel. He goes, just no, I'm ending it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, all right. I'll ride with you. I was like, that's fine. That's yeah. why I'd like to forget that he was ever on the team this year. And it's like, oh, he pitched his last game with us in 17 or whatever. And I was like, and then we never heard from that guy. Again. Exactly. So actually, I now now that you're saying that, for all those those fans who want Rizzo back so desperately, yeah. think about your feelings about Jake Arrieta when he left the Cubs and that's your right. feelings about him now as his career's coming to a close. Yeah. And then think if you want those same feelings for Rizzo a few years down the road, yeah. if we were to bring him back. I don't I mean, want to hate him. My answer is no. No, yeah. I love Jake Arrieta, and I don't want to think about him this last year in the Cubs. I yeah. want to think about him when he left the Cubs yeah. and all the things he did for him. And that's yeah. kind of how I feel now about Rizzo. Yeah. So here was the tweet. Somebody said, be ready for the sea of black. Hashtag blackout. Like, crowd is going to eat you alive. Walk the plank. And they tweeted at Arietta. He responded, whatever helps keep your stupid hope alive. Just know it doesn't matter. <laughs> And then he went out there and he torched them and stole bases on them. And yeah. <laughs> oh, they, they, that was one of the, I mean, the funny yeah, thing got, is I remember less game. about 16 other than like the playoff series. I remember more games in 15. And then I That's remember what I'm saying. just all, the playoffs all together. And, yeah. and it's almost like. Like Schwarber hitting the ball on the, what you call it, the scoreboard or whatever. The, it's like we were saying earlier with, with like the anxiety that comes with when you have a fantastic team. It's like in 2015, there were no expectations for the Cubs. And so when yeah. they got good, you just loved it. Yeah. And I remember it so vividly. We're not supposed to be here. This All I remember about 2016 is every day looking at the standings. Yeah. Every day, the anxiety that was, that was going through my head. Yeah. And, and then it's like a blur. Yeah. And then there's the playoffs, the World Series win. And then then all my my memories are like how how much happier you were in the next following seasons watching the games like i remember probably probably my favorite game i ever watched was that one we went to in the bleachers and bodie hit that game tying home run and, and then Rizzo Rizzo hit, hit it hit the walk off right after him we all like well, yeah like saw the ball leave the bat and we're just watching the ball go over yeah right over our like, heads well if it's going over our heads i was like this ball's gone yeah <laughs> so I was like this is super exciting because we were all just like silent like watching this ball like oh yeah yeah i think it was the diamondbacks but who cares yeah who cares <laughs> but that's that's my point it's like the anxiety that comes with that pressure you know of of knowing that it's it's the year that your team is expected to win it I don't know how I could have reacted if they would have lost. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I, I can rewatch some of those games and be like, like even some of the losses, just knowing like what they had, mm -hmm. like to lose by one or then be down by nine and then lose by one. I was like, years ago, they were down by nine. They were down by 17. I was like, they just, you know, were always out of it. I was like, it felt like 15 and 16. Like they were down by 10. Like they could win by by one. <laughs> I, was like, exactly. I was like, this team was not stopping. So mm -hmm. the fact that they just ran the table, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And actually, um, this year, I kind of like that about the Cubs after the trade deadline. That there were no expectations? There, not because... that there were no expectations, but um, I, I don't expect any any of these players or maybe one or two of them to be on the next team that's, yeah. that's good again. Uh, but I don't know if you noticed – they get blown out early in a lot of these games, 
a lot of the games, the Cubs would be scoring two, three, four runs from the yeah. seventh inning on. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that in a team because it's a team that's not just going to roll over at the end of the game. I mean, yeah. Even if they lose, they, they lost by, let's say, let's say you're getting blown out by six or seven runs in the seventh and eighth inning, you score three runs between the two. Yeah. That's a good sign. I mean, that's, that's a team that's not going to roll over. They're going to keep playing. Yeah. Everyone was talking about wisdom having like empty home runs late in the game. I, I don't see that as a bad thing. That's somebody who's still going to be up there yeah. trying to perform late in the game. Right when it seems like they're out of it. So, well, that's what I missed about like Zobrist in 16. I was like, that was like the guy who could play everywhere and wouldn't strike out. And like, he was just somehow always on base. So I think after 16, when they like, or it might've been 17, um, I think the end of I'm trying to remember what year he struck out Yadier Molina and they didn't make the playoffs, but I was like, yeah, that was Zobris's like last appearance as a cup and he struck out Yadier Molina. I was like, I'm good with this. I was a world series champion and you strike out the most overrated player. I was like, I was like, I'm good with that. And I was like, I feel like if the Cubs just get a guy like Zobris that can just get on base and it's kind of a no nonsense guy. I was like, I think that's how they bring it all back. How does, how does that make you feel that uh, John Lester is now a big fan of Yadi? <laughs> do we really think he's a big fan or do we think he's just bs and that's that's what i tell myself <laughs> yeah. i was like there's no way of how heated he was when he played the cardinals i think that was like the stupidest thing i was like adding insult to injury the cubs get rid of rizzo bryant uh Baez, and then they're like oh by the way right at the deadline your favorite pitcher is now a cardinal <laughs> i know he, he, i i don't believe that john lester can like the Cardinals when his no. first taste of a Cub opening day was no. a loss to the Cardinals. No. His first game ever in a Cubs uniform. Yeah. If the Cubs were just going for nostalgia, they should have just brought John Lackey back and had him just fight anybody. <laughs> like Cubs go down one nothing, he just fights the whole bullpen. Mm-hmm. Like who cares? <laughs> I was like that psychopath. I was like that Clydesdale. I was like just open the barn doors and let him just wreak havoc. I was like I don't care if we lose by twenty. I was mm-hmm. like just let this band go nuts. But that's why we call it the golden age mm-hmm. of the of the Cubs. Glad it happened. Glad it's over. I'm hoping we're in the golden age of the Bulls now because that would be fun. Because when was our last one? Ninety seven. Yeah, I don't really count. Everyone wants to talk about the Rose years. Yeah. Rose was fantastic. Um, and, and it never played out. Potential. Yeah, yeah, it never played out. Yeah. It's it's like just pure dis- – it would be as if the Cubs never won the World Series. Yeah. Um, so remember that's how kind you guys were close? And it's boys. like that matters not at all. Yeah. I was like, you guys had good years. So I was like, we did. And mm-hmm. we have nothing to show for it. Exactly. So, but, so now I'm excited again. Yeah. Well, we were talking like beforehand, um, SportsCenter put out their stupid power rankings, which is just garbage because they have the Bulls at ninth and they're six and one. And they have the Nets are four and three, they're third. They have the Bucks, who have a losing record currently. I think they're playing right now, but they're three and four. And they're, in, according to SportsCenter in the power rankings, they're fifth at three and four. The Bulls are ninth at six and one. Yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of people, when you talk to people about that, say, well, the Bulls team has never done anything. Yeah. Or talking about the Nets. Well, this Nets team, all these guys are stars. And it, yeah. it's weird to me that you could say that 
and not also acknowledge the fact that this Bulls team wasn't the Bulls team last year. Yeah. Nobody's left. It's Zach Levine, right? Pat Will, who is out for the season. It's basically Zach Levine. Yeah. Um, Kobe White hasn't played yet. Yeah. So and they got Vuk late, and I don't think him and Levine exactly. played so, more than four games together last year. Yeah, so. it's it's almost it's almost like the people who give the Nets the benefit of the doubt before because they're stars. Yeah. I don't know how you wouldn't give the Bulls the benefit of the doubt because DeRozan's been fantastic his entire career. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have the is, Lakers is at 10th at 4-3. and three. So exactly. this whole list is just based on, well, the Nets are supposed to be good, so we'll leave them in there. Exactly. The Lakers won their Mickey Mouse championship, so we'll leave them in there. And I was like, well, the Knicks beat the Bulls for their one loss, so we'll put them two ahead of if, them. I was like, this if they were to put the Bulls at the top, though, it would be a bunch of uh, – Sports media who yep. pretend like they're analysts who would have to admit the fact that they were all wrong <laughs> about the Bulls having a terrible defense. Yep. They were all wrong about what a horrible fit DeMar DeRozan would be yep. on this team. Oh, that was my favorite thing is when the first thing that uh, – I forget who put out the article. Probably Bleach Report, those morons. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know, look like off-season mistakes or something, and they had one for every team. and. The one for the Bulls was getting DeMar DeRozan because he'll never mesh with Zach Levine. And I was like, I don't know if you guys are paying this staff, but stop if you are. No one no because... one will ever admit they're wrong in this yeah. <laughs> Well, when was it? Monday? Monday, the Bulls, um, they were down by 14, something like that, down by 19, whatever it was, and they won by 14 against Boston. Yeah. And everybody after the game didn't mention how great that was that the Bulls won. They were – Celtics players won't take media appearances. They're devastated. And I was oh, yeah. like, why are you interviewing Marcus the losers? Smart is throwing Tatum and Brown under the bus yeah. already. I, I was season. like, well, they were down by, you know, teams. And then they won by teams for, you know, it's probably one of the first times in years or a record or whatever. And they were like, yeah. but the Celtics are sad. And you so see how they did it the too? You see how they did it? Yeah. With smothering defense from their bench <laughs> unit. At the end of the third quarter, <laughs> that's when they turn it around. The defense that they supposedly exactly. don't have, which I have also said, like the Bulls can't play defense. So I, I have no problem looking like a fool when <laughs> me being wrong is the Bulls winning. Yeah. So that doesn't mean anything to me. It's like, don't you feel stupid? Yeah, but I feel stupid for a lot of other reasons that mm-hmm. don't bring me Bulls wins. I will say I'm worried, though. Um, if this thumb injury becomes an issue with Zach Levine, yeah, it could really derail the season. In a so, are you thinking way. to address it now? No, no. I mean, if it's truly ligament damage, you would think that it's, it probably would need surgery to be fixed. Right. But Which I mean, do you want them to go down the stretch and then in March, all of a sudden, they have an issue? Or would you rather them sit him now and no. figure it out later? I'd rather can cross my fingers. Play through it because he, he says play through it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like uh, so Zach says he's fine, and his thumb is just hanging yeah. off. Of Although his I, hands. I, I well, will it's not say, shooting hand, so yeah, I will <laughs> say I think it was in the in the Jazz game. You see little things like like he drives to the basket now, and you see him finishing, and like a left hand layup with his right hand. Yeah, yeah, but in the Jazz game there was a play. Lonzo threw an alley oop to Zach, yeah. and I'm just thinking to myself, you can't run plays. Yeah. Like that. I was like, <laughs> don't be more. This be the play where. He, he jams the thumb or aggravates it. Exactly. He like, seemed fine, but it's just in the, yeah. it's sitting in the back of your head the whole time. Yeah. 
So I almost wish like how there's some injuries where like, I think they said Tom Brady all of a sudden at the end of last year, it was like, yeah, he was playing with a strained ligament or whatever. And it's like, Jesus, I'm glad I didn't know that. Yeah. Cause every time I, I, if I was a Bucks fan, I was watching these games. I'm like, Oh, here's where he aggravates it. Here's where he tears it. Here's where he gets hot, hit hard. And mm-hmm. now he's done. I was like, I'd rather they just didn't say anything. And at yeah. the end of the season, if they like win the championship, they're like, Oh, by the way, my leg was broken the whole time. It's like, Sweet. Yeah. That's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> like when you find out Jonathan Taves had a serious knee injury. Yeah. In their 2010 Stanley Cup finals. Yeah. It's like, man, I'm I, glad I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't want to know that. Because every time he got hit thrown thrown into the boards, I'd be yeah. like, oh, well, that's where it's over. Mm-hmm. So I was like, the fact that there's just this this like narrative at the end, it's like, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh it was a broken neck. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> like yeah. uh, I mean, that to me. Like once they put out the article that he had like, you know, was it like a strained thumb or ligament or I don't know. I don't think they, the actual... they went too too specific with it. Yeah. Um, I just remember I think I read that, that it was after... ligament damage. Yeah. I forget what they just won, maybe they were four and oh, and then they released it, and I was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, please no. Yeah, I wonder. I actually um I remember when it happened. I think he was pulling on his hand afterwards. Do you remember yeah. in the Toronto game, late in the game, Toronto was coming back and Levine dribbled the ball between his legs and it hit his left hand and just kind of popped out. Yeah. And it was like a bad turnover, mm-hmm. a completely unforced turnover. And I remember thinking to myself, it looks like he hurt himself there. Yeah. And then shortly after they came out with that. Yeah. Do you remember not to go backwards? Do you remember when, Schwarber and Fowler collided and I was like like there's no way that that was I was like it, it looked bad but then he was like you didn't want to believe it yeah and then all of a sudden they're like hey so he like tore like his MCL ACL and you're like oh like you just thought it was like a collision I was like oh concussion like something like that like I don't even remember him like hitting his knee I was like that's the funny thing I remember just the two bodies like hit each other I don't exactly. remember anything to do with his legs when they released that he tore it in two places I was like when i was and they kept showing that play i was like it couldn't have been on that play i was like these two like rams just hit each other and i was like all of a sudden he tears two pieces in his leg uh-huh. i was like that to me was like this just makes that's, no sense that's one of those things you think about the recovery and clearly he wasn't fully recovered but yeah. the fact that he hit in the world series is one of the most unbelievable things yeah. that's happened for us in sports i mean think think about like a clay thompson is still out yeah. You know, and how long ago that was. Right. Um, and Schwarber came back and is hitting baseballs <laughs> off the wall. Yeah. And just tr- a few and, months later. Yeah. Well, he was hitting home runs because he's like, oh, I can trot. <laughs> exactly. So it was like a rehab assignment that he was just putting points on the board. Yeah. Coming in, coming up in standing up when he should be sliding into second because he, yeah. he literally can't. Yeah. Because once he's down, he can't get back up. Exactly. <laughs> But that to me, like when they said like, oh, Schwarber might be like ready. I was like, there's no way. I was like, even if he says he's ready, I was like, that would be asinine of yeah. Epstein to leave out somebody who's on the team, got him to the World Series and then be like, so Kyle's in, you're out. It's like the kid that they told like, oh, by the way, uh, Airbud, we're starting the dog tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, so the dog's playing. <laughs> Like, I was like, there's no way they're having him on the roster. I was like, that would be stupid. 
and then they did it, and then I'm wrong again. And I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, you batted. I'm, well, I'm fine. I think he batted like 400 or something, didn't he? I think yeah. he batted over 400. Yeah. Never left his feet once, and we didn't <laughs> need him to. So I was like, that works for me. But um, yes, yeah, so we're talking about like injuries. The Patrick Williams one. Do you think that was it happened? Were you like, okay, now, like now we're in trouble. Now we have to play small ball or so as far as this year is concerned yeah um i don't really think it's going to have a big effect on the bulls yeah um it's disappointing because because i think how young he is and yeah how young he is and just like like almost how you felt about laurie marketing yeah a few years ago you see these flashes of like the player he can be yeah and you just you kind of hoped like even if it didn't come out this year that maybe he changes mentality a little bit yeah. or sees some, some step forward. Yeah. Or it's like part of the experience of being on a winning basketball team. So it's, I don't know. It's, he's still so young. I mean, what is he 19 or 20 right now? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be a huge deal, but it's just kind of disappointing. You think maybe two, three years down the road, if this team looks a little different um, and there it's, it's time for him to be the guy being relied on. Yeah. Maybe this sets him back a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think in the immediate, I mean, what was he put up six, six, eight points a game? Yeah. You're going to get that out of Javante Green. Right. I know he's undersized, but. Yeah. So this season it was 6.6 I mean, in his career. You know, it's only two, two seasons or season in a couple of games, 9.1 yeah. points, which. And I'm not saying he can't can rebound somewhere else. I'm not saying he can't rebound, but he wasn't rebounding early in, in his first few games of the season. Yeah. Um, so like, I realize that's a big glaring issue for the Bulls is, is they don't have guys who can rebound. Yeah. Um, but it's not like you lost that when you lost Pat will, right. You lost a good defender. You lost a guy with length, but a lot of what you lost was the potential of what he could be, not what he is right now. Right. Um, so as far as like this season goes, no, I, I don't really think the Bulls lost too much in yeah, just kind of disappointing because because you see the potential of what he he could be. Yeah, but I also think the Patrick Williams thing was like the same day or the day after they said Levine's playing through a thumb injury, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, this four and and team, and then uh, then Patrick Williams is out, and then Levine's like, oh, I have a bum thumb, and it's like, oh, yeah. Well, we had those nice four games. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was fun while it lasted. It I it would be nice. I I do think that that power forward position could be a problem for the bulls as the season yeah. goes on though. Um, it almost seems like the bulls are like one move away from being a true contender right now. And that yeah. one move is somebody who can rebound the ball. And, and do um, you think that that move is now like, I don't want to say they're better off Patrick Williams getting hurt, but don't you think it's that, possible. that was their weaker spots? So like now they're forced. I'd say that's possible. Move? Yeah, that's possible. You know, every, everybody, is talking about it now all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, the, the, I guess there's two issues that you hear people talk about with the Bulls, and that's rebounding, and that's the bench being able to score the ball. Yeah. I mean, the bench has largely been good, mm-hmm. but there's not really anyone who's scoring the ball off the bench. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe maybe someone like Tony Tony Bradley or Derek Jones, Jones Jr. finds some kind of scoring touch. Yeah. But it's really Colby White right now. I don't know. Maybe you need to flip Kobe White for somebody who could score and somebody who could rebound. Yeah. Um, who you can bring off the bench. But I wish they'd find like a backup 
not even power forward, but maybe like a center, just somebody else that would just be just a big body. Because I'm thinking about like when they play the Bucks and stuff and how they're going to have to play Giannis. I mean, yeah. And and you can see that's that's why they brought in Derek Jones Jr. the other day. Yeah. Um, but even he's not even that tall. He just he's just really long. Yeah. Um, Tony, Tony Bradley's big. He's skinny. So I don't know. Just, yeah, you're right. Just like a big body. The other guys can, can match up physically. With some of these guys. <laughs> exactly. It's not going to be an, an easy matchup yeah. for, for anybody, but you just, yeah, think, I mean, I've been, who's our real competition in the East. I've been saying it since the summer. Um, they, they should be pushing hard for Marvin Bagley. <laughs> Marvin Bagley can score. He can yeah. rebound. He's big. He's, he's everything the Bulls need, in my opinion. I mean, you, you make a move like that, and I think the Bulls are a serious contender. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think their next three games, they get Philly twice, and then they get the Nets. So they're they at Philly, Philly twice, they're home Philly, and then they're home against the Nets. I believe Tobias Harris is on the COVID list. Yeah. And Embiid is out as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, won. An MRI they won last night. They won a big yeah. game last night. So... And Ben Simmons is caught in his feelings. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows what Ben Simmons is going to play? Yeah, it's just live tweeting the whole thing like, sigh, miss the game. And it's like, you're on the bench. Yeah. Just so, get in the game. I, I Like, I realize this, the Sixers still have Drummond. Yeah. But I, I really think these next couple of games is going to be whether or not you could stop Seth Curry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, as far as I'm concerned, Seth Curry's the best player not named Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid on that yeah. team, as long as Ben Simmons isn't playing. You don't think Danny Green is the one they have to stop? <laughs> <laughs> Danny Green makes two cents every time somebody says his name, so yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> Danny, if you're listening, you are not a threat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, so that would be planned out the next three games because they're six and one. So in ten games, if they – I think – I think it's two. I think it's reasonable, and that's if they, that lose they should at least three. split these games with the Sixers if the Sixers are as unhealthy as they yeah they are right now. Right. Um, and then who's who's the third game? It's the another Nets. And the Nets. That's what I'm saying. At at worst, if they're eight and two, and yeah, they'd have to again lose two out of the three, which I, don't I think, think they will. I think going into this year, I would say I would be happy if they were one and two over these next three games. Yeah. Now with the way they're playing, I I would be upset if they weren't at least two and one after right. these three games. Well, that's so. why they're going to be nine and one. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't know how to forecast the Nets game mm-hmm. because I mean, everybody says they're like they're a threat, they're a threat, and it's like they they've never put it together. I was like, just because they have I, three superstars doesn't. Mean anything to so Kyrie playing together. Kyrie's not is is he not coming back? Is that like I understand their stances he's not gonna play, but it, yeah, is I I haven't really been looking into it. Is is there any news that maybe he might cave? I'm I'm not sure. But is is I don't know as long if as, he's losing money. Yeah, as long as Kyrie doesn't come back, I think the next season is pretty much dependent on whether or not the refs are gonna start making calls for James Harden or not. Yeah, because you can see he's visibly frustrated in the yeah. in the little amount that I've watched the Nets this year. They said he had like 19 free throw attempts, like in the last game, and then the like four or five combined. 
Yeah, he had like. And the last game was really his first game. He was yeah. making an impact, correct? Yeah. But there's like a video yeah. on YouTube of him like desperately trying to get calls because he used to have you know. But they said they weren't going to come down on that this year, did they not? Yeah, so I guess I guess that's really going to be the story of the Nets this season is is the NBA series about cutting down on those fouls that James Harden yeah. seems to be like the master at getting. Yeah. Um, and if they do cut down on them, uh, the Nets might be in trouble. I mean, you still have Kevin Durant, yeah, one of the best scorers in the history of the game. But I don't, I don't even know who I else mean, is in the Nets. Every team rotation. scores now. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there are scorers on every team in the NBA. The Wizards can score. I'm yeah. not worried about the Wizards. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm the, I don't even know where the Wizards are in this. Uh, I think sports, the Wizards sports are Center power ranking. Them. Two right yeah, now. I'm surprised Sports Center didn't put them at one just because yeah. Jordan played five days with them. Because mm. did you know um, Sports Center hasn't posted a, a baseball um, like Instagram post since the Dodgers got eliminated? <laughs> So their last baseball-related post was a picture of Mookie Betts, and it said "eliminate," and it said "Dodgers," you know, Cinderella season or you know, back-to-back campaign ends, you know, in devastation or whatever. And that was the last post. I I was like, are you aware there's been six games after that? I don't know what to think about. (laughs) I don't know. Because like, like the thing is, is like, like I still read stuff from Sports Center. Yeah, you just laugh at them all the time. I mean, yeah. and it's all kinds of people who are putting out articles yeah. like that. Like it I said, is, between the power rankings and like mm-hmm. Braves fans like tweeting, it was like, "Hey, you know, there's like still baseball going on, right?" And then yeah. just no response. It was like, not even like yeah, so look still at baseball, like the World by. Series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like it's like game one fifty six, and you're like, okay, like, like we're done. Like, let's mm-hmm. wrap this up. Yeah, it was like the Dodgers were eliminated, and they were like, so college football. It's like no sports center. There's still there's still games on. You know that, right? See that actually speaking of baseball. Yeah, buddy. Braves are currently winning. There were a couple of people that were like, I want the Braves to win the World Series. I just don't want it to be today. Because I want it to be the Cubs. The like Cubs day. day. I mean, it's always every year around this time is gonna be the Cubs Day or it's yeah. not. So well, I think the Dodgers won last and, year on November 2nd. Yeah, and that's that's kind of my point I was saying earlier. It's like, look, I'm I'm very happy. I, yeah. you, you can't take 2016 away from a Cubs fan. Yeah. But I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I really don't. Yeah. Full um, disclosure this is an audio medium. We're both wearing World Series sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mine was planned. I'm not sure yours was. <laughs> the sweater wasn't. This, the hat was. The Bulls hat. So, yeah. <laughs> when he walked in the door, I was like, oh, nice. And you're like, I had no idea. This is my favorite sweater. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but the first thing both of us said, we're like, I'm ready to be over it. <laughs> so we're sitting in our sweaters, like while well, we're I mean. while we're on a podcast talking about people in the Cubs. Yeah. No, I love the Cubs. I just i i don't I don't want to read that article every day. I don't want to every day be reminded of the fact that those Cubs are all gone, yeah. <laughs> and we're not gonna we're not gonna get those yeah. those players anymore. I'm glad you don't have like a Twitter account because all day today. It's just been photos of like Rizzo and Brian hugging. And I was like, again, who is this for? You want to know the worst part about all this stuff is inevitably somebody will be talking about Jason Hayward's speech in the locker room. 
and talking about how great of a contract that was for that one speech. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's a maybe not a vocal majority, but there's people on Twitter that are like, you know, I'd really like to know what that speech was because he really got them together. I was like, I hope one day he says, you know what the speech was? Get your shit together. Yeah. And like <laughs> end of it. And then they sat nine minutes in silence. I just hope one day people could stop talking about the fact that he made that speech and realize and it the justifies fact the that he bats like two thirty year year after year on yeah. the contract that he that he has with the Cubs. Yeah. It's like the kid who did nothing for the school project and you all get A's. And he's like, hey, way to go, guys. And it's like, no, screw you, man. <laughs> I was like, we were forced to be with you. Mm-hmm. That that still boggles my mind. The fact that I, that when they signed him, I was like, oh, now they're serious, and then he's done nothing. <laughs> he said flashes where you know he'll hit a walk off grand slam, and you'll be like, yay! And then they're like, brings his batting average from one eighty two to one eighty four, and you're like, oh yeah, his slugging is now in the three hundreds. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Jason Hayward lead off walk, and it's like, how did he not just? spike the ball off the plate for a anytime he records one out i'm like hey jason the best every time he bats it's two honestly honestly (laughs) the the best i can i i hope for when i watch jason hayward come up to the plate yeah is that when he grounds out out, when he grounds (laughs) out he beats out the double play ball when he makes it the first before the ball (laughs) it's just one out yeah i I don't even know a good place to put him in the lineup where you're like right now would be a good time to have an out (laughs) <laughs> it's like so how do we strategically record an out if he was like hitting like sack flies all day sure i guess there's a place for that mm-hmm. on the team i was like you're batting a 180 but you have 80 rbis by the end of the season or whatever it's like i guess i just but i always thought i always thought people at the bottom of the order their job was or I guess it was expected that it was okay that they had a low batting average because every once in a while they'd hit a home run. And it's like, (laughs) you you don't get that. And it's still low batting average. And then to make it worse, it's, it's a pulled ground ball. There's somebody on first and it ends. There's, there's nothing that makes me more upset when the Cubs are, when the announcer's like, Oh, Cubs are forming a rally. And then you see Jason Hayward on the on deck circle. (laughs) And you're like, we can turn this game off. <laughs> yeah. I was like, because you blank and it's like, well, two outs. Yeah. And now the rally's gone. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there like, how can I ruin this? <laughs> like, I wonder where I'm going to go for dinner. Every, everyone has, yeah, everyone in the NL has one out. When the pitcher comes up, the Cubs have got two. <laughs> yeah. Every time. I think it's ballsy the fact that at one point he was batting eighth. I was like, Two straight outs. <laughs> exactly. I was like, so what you're saying to me is you're hoping the pitcher gets a hit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's how you stack this lineup. Yeah. I was like, whatever, Jason. Thanks. Thanks for your speech five years ago. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not good at sports. I might hit 180. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> I can definitely ground out. Mm-hmm. That's I don't think that that's difficult. But what do I know? I'm sitting here and he's in, you know, whatever lavish home he has because of uh, the World Series. So, yeah, whatever. We're moving on to candy before we uh, All right. get too much into this Jason Hayward love fest. Because <laughs> if he is listening, we've 
shot ourselves in the foot. <laughs> yeah. If you are listening, Jason, uh, we're just kidding. You're way better but, than either yeah. of us will ever be yeah. at baseball. Correct. You're better than Yadier Molina. <laughs> so, so thank you. Yeah. Um, so I put the action might be better than Carpenter. What year this year? Yeah. <laughs> we can take some solace in knowing that at some point, yeah, Jason Hayward was better than Matt Carpenter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't even know what, what happened to Carpenter. But I know Hayward was good with the Cardinals, and we were like, "Wouldn't it be nice if we stole this guy?" Yeah, from the Cardinals, and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, take him. <laughs> That's fine." It's like jokes on you guys. <laughs> And then we had, and then they got, and then we took Lackey, and then we gave him beat up Lester. So, oh yeah, the scales evened out. I yeah. think his ERA was like a five point eight, mm-hmm. and they're like, "This guy sucks." And it's like, "Well, yeah, he would play for Washington this year." <laughs> <laughs> so that's not our fault. That's yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why they thought he would move the needle at the end of the season for a playoff push. I was like, "I love Lester. I know what he is." He knows what he is. His career is career's ending. Yeah, at the end of the, mm-hmm. you know. He's on the back end of his career. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know why the Cardinals made one rush move. Like, I mean, they made the playoffs, I guess, again. What the hell do we know? But, but who cares? Right. They didn't do anything. It amounted to nothing, which makes me more happy than I can even tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, the Cardinals out early, Brewers out early, Sox out early. It's like, I don't even care anymore. Like, this is great. Is this what it feels like? Except it's like, Yeah. I still would. I it. still would like to see the Astros lose again. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would make me mm-hmm. happy. But in, in order, it would be. I don't even know. I'm trying to think, what would be the worst outcome? Having the White Sox, Brewers, like those White Sox, Brewers, White Sox, Cardinals. Oh yeah, this is honestly the best scenario it could have been. Yeah, it really is. I'll I'll take Atlanta all day. Mm-hmm. I was like, is there a, a point in time where you think to yourself, are we rooting for the White Sox? Yeah, I'm, it seemed like a lot of Cubs fans all of a sudden got rose colored goggles about the San Francisco Giants when they yeah. went to the playoffs. I don't know why you would ever root for the Giants in the playoffs. Yeah, so um, Brian deserves one more. I was like, they, I guess they've been but... they've been to me. They're about as unlikable of a team as they could get. Yeah, I haven't liked Buster Posey ever. No, <laughs> and he's like the face of that team. So I, I don't know why why all of a sudden all these Cubs fans became fans <laughs> of the Giants when the players roll around because of the rose colored glasses. I guess it's like there's a Cubs player on every team. He deserves another one. Yeah, you know, like, like I was like, yeah, Jock Peterson, Jorge Soler, who actually won a World Series. He's on Atlanta. Uh-huh. So I was like, just root for him. Mm-hmm. It's like I I would like to see Bryant win another one, but. I just also like to never yeah, know about it. Exactly. Like at the end of my life, they're like, oh, by the way, they did win that World Series. Like, okay. <laughs> and I don't have to think about it ever again. I was like, they have to like relive it. I was like, no, thanks. Like, like how sports ever do that like timeline where it's like July 31st, Cubs trade Chris Bryant, sad face. And it's like, and then they like scroll and they're like, <laughs> Bryant holds the trophy for the second time, shoving it in their face. And I was like, no, that's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm all right. I'll take just the videos of you playing with your kid mm-hmm. and with whatever. Like Rizzo just joined him on like a golf course, and people were like losing their mind about it. And I was like, we're still friends. Yeah. I was like, why, why are you surprised by this post? <laughs> it's like man hangs out with his other man friend. <laughs> I was like, but they live separate lives. <laughs> I was like, well, 
I don't know what to tell you. I'm assuming they're still buddies. <laughs> but whatever. Candy corn still 16 seed. All so right. This, so how does this work? Do, I, do I tell you what the better candy the is? Is that how this works? You put two candies up against each other and I tell you which one's better? Is that? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to go through them together. I'm hoping at some point we're right. like, this isn't just going to be this one or this one. You go, yeah, that one. I go, yeah, that one. And then, okay. <laughs> all right. So I'm not hoping to argue, but I'm hoping at some point in this, we're not just going to be definitively like, okay. And then shake hands. Yeah. <laughs> this could be interesting though, because if you, it's just one candy against one. Candy? I go through phases where I eat a lot of candy. Current, yeah. Currently I'm not eating a lot of candy, but I mean, it's Halloween. I do have big opinions about candy. <laughs> My board. That was wild. <laughs> um, so we have the one seed nerds versus cool. 16 candy corn. <laughs> so nerds are definitely better. I was hoping you, were, you weren't going to be like, see, I, I hate nerds. all these. When, when you name these candies, you're talking about like original versions of all these. Candies, oh, yeah. Right? All right. Yeah. Just making sure. Um, so we got nine seed Kit Kat. Versus eight seed original M and M's, definitely Kit Kat. Shane, definitely Kit Kat. Definitely Kit Kat. That's how I feel. M and M's. And I only know that because I know what happens when I say peanut M and M. Then I'm like, oh no, I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. So peanut peanut M and M's and um, those crunch M and M's, the ones that come in the red packaging, yeah. are fantastic. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really. See I don't really like the M&Ms. original ones. Like once no. I've tasted like the other ones, I'm like, original is kind of just sad. My wife is obsessed with putting M&Ms in popcorn. That ticks me off too. It's a lunatic. Yeah, I don't it's like it. It's a terrorist attack. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got nine seed Kit Kat moving on. Mm-hmm. That one was fairly simple. Um, I'm hoping once we get to the chocolates to see where you draw, right. draw the line on chocolate, nougat, et cetera. All right. <laughs> got four seeds, original Starburst versus 13 seed Milky Way. Oh, that's rough. Because original Starburst, were gonna be. A, I was like, there's gonna be one of these candies. Oh man, where you're like, oh boy. See, Milky original Way Starburst. never did anything for me. Oh, I, I think Lizzie loves Milky Way. So growing up, Milky Way was my favorite candy. Yeah. Like hands down, <laughs> not close. My favorite candy. Well, but original Starburst are the best Starburst there are. So I'm not. A big, I'm going to go with Milky Way. <laughs> I love Milky Ways. I am not a big fan of Milky Way, but I know, like specifically in the Halloween packs, when you go to grab a Starburst and it's double yellow, yellow oh, orange, yeah. and you're like, this was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, if you were more of a Milky Way, I was going to say Milky Way because I know, like red, red, pink, pink, red, pink, nice. Yeah, you get that miserable. Yellow, like, yellow, 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 oh, orange, yeah. and you've just wasted everybody's time. Yeah. So we're doing 13 seed Milky Way. That might be, well, I guess we'll go through it. 12 seed Crunch Bar. Okay. Versus five seed Peanut M&M's. Yeah, Peanut M&M's <laughs> hands down. Yeah. Um, it'd be a little more interesting if, if it was, was ever... those, um, those crunch boxes you get yeah. at the movie theaters. Yeah. That might be it. Yeah. Isn't there a crunch but, bar that has like M&M's in it? Not that I've tried. That's possible. Because I'd root for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've got two seed original Skittles versus 15 seed Tootsie Roll. 
Tootsie Roll. You're saying Tootsie Roll? I love Tootsie what Roll. a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh are yeah, all Skittles Tootsie, the same Tootsie, flavor? Tootsie no, Rolls right. are are like one of the most underrated candies ever made. I think I love. Tootsie I knew Rolls. at some point that there was going to be one on here, <laughs> where I was like, "You're insane." <laughs> So like, we, Tootsie Rolls could be a dark horse for this competition. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I, I kind of want to see what happens when, when Tootsie Roll moves on. <laughs> they just get stuck in your teeth and it's like concrete. Like I could Sometimes fall. it's a good thing. Yeah. Like if it was like sour Skittles, maybe I would have fought a little bit harder for it. But So I, I'm going to have a hot take right now. Sour Skittles are bad. I don't like <laughs> sour candies like at all. See, I like and I don't mind sour pears, but I don't like again like the yellow ones, the green ones. Those like specific sour. Never a sour patch guy. I don't really. Like Were you ever like pears. a warhead? I guess I like warheads. No, I like purple yeah. warheads. I don't think I liked all the flavors. I think I like those. Is that one? Is that or was it like black or purple? Whatever that packaging yeah, was. Yes, so it was a black cherry, and then there was no, the pink one. one. Was like a watermelon. I think they had, didn't they have a purple one? I thought I remember really liking a purple one. Maybe you might be thinking yeah. of like the pink one, but it might be like magenta. Maybe. You're saying purple, and I'm saying pink. That's possible. Yeah, fifteen Tootsie Roll. All right, yeah. <laughs> I had a Tootsie Roll, like one of the big ones, and I was like, "Oh, it's a big one." So since okay. it's a fifteen seed, Tootsie Roll is like one of the oldest candies made. Yeah, so that was early 1900s. Actually, isn't there some bizarre story about like? I, I could be totally wrong and <laughs> off base right now. I feel yeah. like there's some bizarre story about like in the Korean War. With the rolls? military asked for Tootsie Rolls and it meant something else, yeah. like some kind of like weapons or something. Yeah. And whoever received the message didn't know. And they literally airdropped to the military in Korea. Candy? Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong. I feel like I heard this story. So. It's like, Johnson, we're safe. Is that candy? That can't be candy. You're, you're seeing things. Can you imagine? And, and like, Korea is like, that's, that's where there, there was like the frozen chosen. I think, yeah. I, think, I think it was like sub-zero temperatures for like, like months. Yeah. <laughs> just like miserable miserable <laughs> temperatures and then you ask for the stuff and they drop like candy to you <laughs> that's probably why it's like concrete they, they were probably just putting it all over their body yeah. like chewing it and sticking it to themselves <laughs> yeah for whoever's listening look look that up because if i'm right i think it's actually a really interesting story yeah i mean it sounds interesting <laughs> but if I'm, if I'm waiting for supplies and i get candy i mean i like candy so i i guess at some point i'll be like well at least it's candy <laughs> Uh, we got 10 seed Snickers versus seven seed Almond Joy. Are you one of them lunatics that likes Almond Joys? Oh my God. Are you, I don't. Are, are you debating whether Snickers was on? <laughs> so I'm going to go with Snickers because of my recent opinion of Snickers. But growing up, I did not like Snickers. You like Almond Joys? Though? That's why I think I ate so many Milky Ways growing up, is because. I didn't like the peanuts in the Snickers, but in the past few years, I've come around. I was saying, so, I was yeah, like, at some point, you're going to have a strong, like, mm -hmm. nougat opinion, or it's going to be the type of chocolate that you're like, exactly. Oh. So I'm sure it's on there, so I'll wait until that, but I do have some opinions on, I mean, on some big candy. Spoiler, we've got 
like 15 Tootsie Roll versus 10 Snickers. They're both like you could chew them for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Um, three seed Twix versus fourteen Butterfinger. Uh, definitely one? Twix. Yeah, definitely. According Twix. to the only time um, I ever enjoy Butterfinger is if it's in a blizzard. Yeah, that's it. I don't like Butterfinger. Ev- evidently, like our friend Sean, his girlfriend Nicole, she says Butterfinger changed their ingredients or recipe or something, so they're worse. <laughs> yep, never would have known that. <laughs> I don't eat them. Yeah. So you're saying if you were fighting a war. And they drop Butterfingers. I'm saying... You turn on your own team. <laughs> I'm saying Butterfingers is one of the few candies. If somebody came up to me and offered me a Butterfinger, yeah. I would just say, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we've got 11 Reese's, the peanut butter cups, the original ones, in mm-hmm. case there's a different one. And then 60 Jolly Rancher, which could be... Oh. It's got to be Reese's. It's Reese's. Yeah, I don't know why. There's nothing to do. I just Reese's. (laughs) Looking around, we only have one non-chocolate. Isn't that surprising, I guess? Yeah. Um, We've got one Nerds. I think Tootsie Rolls are supposed to be chocolate flavored, aren't they? Yeah. 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 (laughs) One Nerd versus nine Kit Kat. Yeah, Kit Kat's are better. Yeah. Yeah. Nerds are just hard to eat sometimes. You, you look like an animal. You shove yeah, you all things in your hand. All over the place. Yeah, and then you just slam it in your mouth. And they're like, yeah, fat boy, do you like those nerds? And they're like, they're like buried in whatever you're sitting on. Well, <laughs> and they're somehow everywhere. First of all, the box that they put them in, like the big like movie box, dude, they're setting you up to fail. <laughs> There's no easy way. The hole's like a centimeter, and they're like, you want all the nerds? Too bad. You're getting seven or 40. <laughs> It's true. Uh, 13 Milky Way versus five peanut M&M. For nostalgia reasons, I'm going to go with Milky Way. (laughs) See, I'll say Milky Way, but I I don't want to just outright agree with you. I'm saying Milky Way because if you get a bad peanut in the peanut M&M. That's true. I'm going to have to start thinking about these a little more. Like how, how, if I have to drink something with it. Yeah. Yeah. I had peanut m before, like I came down here, and there was that one rogue peanut. That You're right. Just there is terrible. It does happen. And I was like, oh, I don't want these anymore. Mm-hmm. Luckily, the Halloween pack only has like six of them because they hate you. So, like, oh, you want peanut m Here's five. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. We've got 15 seed Tootsie Roll, 10 seed Snickers. Yeah, it's it's definitely Tootsie Roll. <laughs> Snickers barely made out of the last round. Tootsie Rolls are way better. I don't like how this is going. <laughs> so so the really and, I'm on board. This but... this is this is like the the one downside to Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. If it's cold outside and you have a Tootsie Roll, they they turn into they're like, rock solid. They're rock solid. Yeah. yeah. And and like I put them in my mouth and it's like. What do I do here? Do I wait for the thing to warm up yeah. and salivate all over the place? <laughs> or do I just break my teeth and try to, yeah. or try to like rip and tear? Yeah, exactly. Uh, three Twix versus 11 Reese's. That's probably the hardest one so far. So those are, could be left Twix or right. Those Twix. are my most eaten candies over the last like year or so Twix and Reese's. yeah like generally so so my son's favorite candy is definitely Reese's yeah so when we go to the store if he sees those we're getting Reese's yeah um 
So yeah, I, I would say Reese's because I like the original ones. Then I like the, the Halloween ones that are just shaped like a pumpkin or whatever the hell it is. The Christmas ones are shaped like a tree. I was like, ooh, more Reese's. That's fair. <laughs> and they have the King Cups or whatever. And there's like four of them. And I was like, all right. Yeah, I, you just sold me. I could waste Reese's Reese's ones. Yeah. <laughs> those little the plus some the mini ones in, in like the tinfoil wrapping. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we're down to our final four. Okay. The lowest seed is nine, the highest is 15. We've got nine Kit Kat versus 13 Milky Way. Kit Kat versus Kit Kats are better. Kit Kat versus Milky Way. Kit Kats are better. Yeah. I was I, I was gonna argue with you. I you, love Kit Kats. You were but... trying to convince me. No that Milky Way. And that's the thing, is like like <laughs> like as a kid, I loved Milky Ways, but yeah. I still loved Kit Kats. And and now you realize like Kit Kats are way better. Yeah. Um, now that I've got you thinking about Milky Ways, I don't even know if you're ready for this. 15 Tootsie Roll versus 11 Reese's. <laughs> Been talking up Tootsie Roll. Are you going to bail on them now? You just said your son's favorite candy was know. Reese's. That's actually a really hard one. <laughs> I'm going to go with Reese's just because they're for all weather. <laughs> Reese's are not for all weather. I'll tell you that. Reese's are not for the summer. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a melted coming, Tootsie Roll. Coming from somebody <laughs> who has a one-year-old eating Reese's all the time, those yeah. those will melt, <laughs> and, and it's not easy how, to how hot out. you have to get a kit or a, a Tootsie Roll in order to get it to melt. Were they unmeltable? It's probably why they gave them to people in the Korean War. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like you want a candy that's not going to melt in your hand. Have a Tootsie Roll. I. I, that's probably the hardest choice so far. I might go and buy some Tootsie Rolls after <laughs> here just to see. Just to taste test all of them. Uh-huh. Um, so we've got a 9C versus an 11 seat. Okay. Which again, the numbers mean It's, it's based it's on just, when they were made, right? Yeah. So right. it's not like mm-hmm. the top favorite because when I originally put this together, um, most of the things that I read online had Reese's as the best overall candy. So... So Reese's would have been the one seed, so it's not that surprising. Okay. I'm sure Kit Kat probably would have been top three. Okay. So this could have easily been a one versus two, one versus three. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's Kit Kat versus Reese's. That's all that's left. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> you know, between the two, because of the crunch, I think I'd have to go. You're saying Kit Kat? I really do. <laughs> See, my thing is. I don't really like peanut butter, but I like Reese's. Okay. But some people don't like chocolate and peanut butter because they're psychopaths. Yeah, that's stupid. Anyone <laughs> who says that is lying. Yeah. Um, but I, like Matt, friend of the pod, he doesn't eat any other chocolate. He doesn't like chocolate, but he likes Reese's. That's weird. It is weird. He doesn't even eat. So like, I, I will say, like, I thought there'd be this on there. They could have made a run for it for me. Yeah. He doesn't even eat, like, Ferrero Rocher's? I don't think so. Oh my gosh. He doesn't need any other like, chocolate I'm gonna be honest other than Reese's. You name all those candies, I think that's actually probably my favorite one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, be, because, because of the crunch and because also it's not as messy of a cleanup if it melts all over the place. It's true. Um, it's it's got to be Kit Kat. So I'm surprised. A nine seed Kit Kat. Yeah, I'm surprised, but I can sleep. But I think it's o- over this. Yeah. If Reese's didn't make it, I would have been upset. You know what? But I, I also like... can't really see 
Kit Kat also has the best song ever. Break me off a piece. Yeah. So <laughs> fancy feast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that you like look at it overall, it's like, yeah, there, there was no way Kit Kat wasn't making it. Yeah. I was like, nerds wasn't beating it. Candy corn. No. So yeah. So just original Starburst, like crunch bar. Uh, I, so I was talking to my wife about that the other day. We're talking about candies and like specifically holiday candies. Yeah. Um, they don't work. Candy corn's gross. Yeah. Peeps are gross. Peeps I don't are peeps awful. at all. Um, are you a only, candy cane fan? So only the peppermint candy canes are good. I all of a sudden buy into Did that. you notice that? Like in the past few years, they're it's like, kind of hard to find peppermint candy canes. They're all yeah. those weird, like green and blue ones. Those are not good. Well, and they also have like specialty ones. They have like spree candy canes. They have mm-hmm. Jolly Rancher candy canes. Yes, yeah, I don't like that stuff. Like yeah. not good. Yeah. It's um, basically just the candy shape as a candy cane. Exactly. So for the most part, when you're, when you're talking about like holiday candies, not a fan. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can debate holiday candies too. <laughs> but um yeah so undisputed candy of the pot kit kats um sure i'm I'll, okay with it yeah i'm okay with that too <laughs> i mean you, you almost lost me with your uh controversial <laughs> what was it milky way pick and the tootsie roll milky way uh, i was fine with because if you had a gross m&m or peanut m&m rooms the whole batch tootsie roll over snickers or uh, over skittles i wasn't seeing that tootsie rolls are better than skittles original skittles they are all right that's fine. If you can sleep at night. <laughs> I'm glad we made it to Kit Kat because if Tootsie Roll had won, no, they... uh, you'd never come over to my house again. <laughs> I was like, hey, is that Tootsie Roll weirdo coming over? So I was like, you want to know what, what changed my mind outside. in the later stages of Tootsie Rolls is like, I that love... they fought for a country. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Tootsie Rolls, but I had forgotten about Tootsie Rolls until yesterday while I was trick-or-treating. Yeah. And I found some Tootsie Rolls. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. But I had forgotten about them. Yeah. I forgot about I'm Tootsie Rolls. I'm never going to be forgetting about Kit yeah. Kats. Or, or <laughs> I had a work meeting and they had like a large Tootsie Rolls. And I was like, man, I haven't had a Tootsie Roll in years. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so I, I guess that's probably why I've soured on the idea of Tootsie well, Roll because I've eaten like a hundred of them. Can you at least admit, as far as chewy candies go, Tootsie Rolls are the best? Yes. Like there's Tootsie Rolls, there's Charleston Chews. Yeah. Starburst, whatchamacallits, what else? Mike and Ike's are gross. Yeah, Never like Mike yeah, and they're Ike's. Awful. They're awful. Yeah, Tootsie Rolls are they're by what far about, the best of all those. Uh, what's the, um, what you call it? Not Mike and Ike. What's the purple box? Purple box of candy. They're, they look like Mike and Ike's maybe? I don't think anything looks like a mechanic. I'm trying to think. You know, you know what? Um, Whatever it is, it's gross. I think it's my dad's favorite candy. I can't think of it. But you know, you know what's honestly like one of the most underappreciated candies that exists hmm. is um, have you ever had chiclets? Good and plenty. Oh, I like good and plenty's. Animal. Yeah, those <laughs> are good. Get out. <laughs> you, have you had chiclets in the past? No. Chick chiclets, they're like they come in these. They're little brown balls of chocolate, almost yeah. like M&Ms, but they melt faster. Yeah. And they come in these packages stacked on top of each other. Yeah. 
they're fantastic. <laughs> if you if you ever come across those in the store, you got to get some. Yeah. yeah. You eat the whole package at once. You just kind of like open up one end and slide the whole thing like in your mouth. Like a family size thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like on the mac and cheese. Like, well, I could have some mac and cheese. Like, oh, I just found out I'm a family of four. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. I ate the entire box. <laughs> yeah. All right. Kit Kat, un- undisputed uh, candy of the podcast. Um, that's all we have for episode 14. Um, I wrote in here to say I apologize for Peter's wrong opinion on candy. I'll take it back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I originally had written, I apologize for Peter's wrong opinion on candy. I really don't know where we went wrong. I mean, you almost threw me with Tootsie Roll. I'm glad we made our way back to Kit Kat because this relationship would be strained. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like to thank Peter for being here for a second time. That puts him in a three-way tie with my dad and Keishi for most appearances. Uh, you can follow our official Instagram account at Trivial Arguments. Uh, if you're feeling quite randy today, you can follow us on Spotify and have a podcast. <laughs> That's the sound of the dog shaking. <laughs> uh, you can also argue with us whenever the heck you want. Uh, have a wonderful day or night. Uh, happy anniversary to everybody but the 2016 Cleveland Indians. <laughs> suck, <laughs> suck it, losers. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks, Len. Yeah.